up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Like Hell podcast. This is episode 34. We're coming to you on a Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. We have a very special guest. He's actually a return guest, and we get to see his beautiful face. Austin, why don't you do the introduction? Yeah, so, I mean, we got the the very special Mr. Redbeard over there himself, um, Michael Brewer, a good friend of ours. Yeah. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Mike? Thanks for having me back. I'm doing great. Of course. I'm doing great. We're excited to have you on a second time. And also, for those of you that are watching on video, if you want to just move to your left a little bit, let's show them what's behind you. Other way. That's the flag. There, there you go. There. Yeah. <laughs> Save our six. Save our six. There we go. And a Fight Like Hell shirt. Appropriate for the podcast. And the so Sabres. how you been, man? And the Sabres. I saw that. But they're probably doing terrible because they usually They're going to. Yeah, they're going to be horrible <laughs> this year. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm um, just getting, you know, still getting adjusted to Wyoming. Uh, last time we talked, yeah. I was, you know, preparing to move. And now I've moved here. Moved here in June. Moved into my own house in the, the end of July. And uh, just waiting for the household goods and the family to get here now. So hopefully the end of this month. Okay, dude, that's actually pretty quick. That's that's awesome. Because yeah, we had ahead. a change in, had a change in plans as far as moving. Um, we were looking into movers, and we got a quote for seventeen thousand dollars to move our stuff. We, you know, checked with a couple of companies and it was a ridiculous price. So, um, I mean, the last time I made like a major move, like the army moved me around. So like, I can't right, imagine yeah. like how much it costs then, but just like Rob, uh, you know, just yeah, like Rob yeah. had moved and yeah. I don't even want to know how much that cost for. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, you know, <laughs> the, my new job didn't pay for moving expenses. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'm taking a week at the end of October, flying back to PA, rented a couple of U-Hauls, and we'll be trucking it out here. <laughs> That's going to suck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moving moving, moving never, is never fun. You guys are welcome to come with me if you want to <laughs> yeah. you know, go on a road trip. Yeah, we're going to pass on that. <laughs> It, it'll yeah. be it'll be eighteen thousand dollars if you want to take us out there. <laughs> you may you take an installment plan. <laughs> yeah, one installment. <laughs> yeah, I I want to say that Park Services quoted my move just like with movers and getting my stuff to Arizona around like 15 to 17,000 like it was it was absurd and then on top of that they're they're paying me per diem right now they're paying for my apartment that I'm living in they're they're paying me like a a 30 day uh payout for my move like it's it's crazy like they're going to end up spending about close to 23 or 25,000 dollars to get me out here and moved and some of that wow. actually goes directly to me which is pretty sweet because i i've this is my third federal job and this is the first agency that actually did like a full paid move um, wow pretty happy yeah that's awesome yeah. great benefit yeah so there. i yeah 
Um, so I guess we should just get into this and uh, let's start off with what we typically talk about. Oh, wait, no, no, no. We actually got to no. cover something first before that. We have one the thing that's, challenge. That, yeah, that's super important that just actually just ended for us. Yeah, you can cover it, Austin. Go ahead. So, yeah. Um, so for those of you who somehow don't know um, that we were do that we were doing the 22 challenge um, September, all of September, we did. Uh, 22 challenge which is 22 pounds for 22 miles and we were raising money for rescue 22 foundation and between the shirts and the donations we reached our goal of over a thousand dollars raised nice yep. awesome awesome so and, and Mike, I, you actually supported that a lot too you you were a big pusher of our uh of our donation thing that we had set up oh, yeah. for like Instagram. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get that, get that, or you know, match that goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it was definitely appreciated. Like I said, when me and Rob first, you know, decided to do something, you know, we didn't think, we thought maybe like five people would do it. You 10 know, people. Cool. And we're going to yeah. do a 5K. It was yeah. Something yeah. Like that. that was Rob's original plan was, oh, let's just do a 5K or something. And then like, the, what, the day before, I was like, I was like, no, let's do, let's do this. And, and like yeah, I said, we thought, we thought maybe like five people would do it. And we had, I think like what, 30 or more people do it. Well, we and, had, we had what, 63 shirts sold. And um, most people that bought oh, a shirt and like actually did yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, and like you, you, I mean, or like Brie Canine did 50 miles um in the month of you know september yeah it was it's was pretty cool crazy. and then we had we had idiots out there getting fights with their ex-girlfriend and, and decide to do like 22 miles in a oh, day. one day <laughs> <laughs> you definitely felt that the next day didn't you rob <laughs> yeah i was pretty sore for a couple of days but um no regrets i guess because got it done like i think i was done with the challenge like day two or day three of the challenge right but it it was cool and like all jokes aside i think it was uh incredible how many people got involved and it's just it was honestly fun like at the end of the day mm -hmm. to go into like sos dms and see that we we're tagged like 10 20 times well, things, yeah uh, people put stuff on their story yeah, at one point we had like 30, 30 stories, you know, in our on our feed on Instagram. And where I was like, I don't like posting all these. I don't like my story to look like this. <laughs> but because well, we had yeah, everybody no. tagging us. <laughs> well, so all right. Let me explain what what I was trying to say. Yeah, there. it wasn't for like bad so, or anything. It it wasn't a bad thing. It's just when I have when we had 30 people tag us different people sometimes they were telling like a minute long story which means like four videos on top of that so i was telling austin i'm like like i i love that everyone's doing this but like i if i go to someone's page and there's hundreds of stories on it i'm usually just pressing my way through it or i get off of it because it's just it's too much so what austin and i decided to do was we take like one or two from a person and then we'd post that 
and then we'd post someone else's because we wanted to give someone else a fair chance to get seen or get followed, especially if it fell on like a Friday when we're doing follow Fridays. We're trying to like get some of our our family from either Vigilant and Humble or Save Our Six or even Fight Like Hell to go out and follow these these amazing people because they're out there like getting after it and supporting the hell out of us, supporting the hell out of Rescue 22. Um, IDF Apparel was a huge part of it. Got, like I don't I don't want to accidentally like misspeak and like forget someone but there were so many people involved and it was just it was humbling and just incredible that that many people wanted to help create awareness I guess yeah definitely yeah I was surprised at how many people did it I, I, I was, was this is great like this is awesome how many people yeah. you know supported it <clears throat> yeah because next year yeah. we're gonna have to do it even bigger and better yeah, we're going to do this every year. So anyone that's listening yeah. now and didn't participate or wants to participate again or talk about it. And we're also probably going to do a couple other like virtual events. We're thinking about doing something probably in November or December. Um, just because we really like the fact that we're actually able to, to give back on this. I mean, uh, to, to level with everyone, especially because of when we started it we didn't profit on these shirts really because we started selling the shirts the day that we were doing like a 20 or 30 percent off sale and i think we sold like a quarter or like half the shirts Mm. so like i'm like looking at the numbers and i'm like oh shit like should we take down the sale and like austin's like no no that'd be super fucked up to take down the sale right okay we we didn't make any money on that shirt i guess like we're just gonna give money to you know like like ten dollars came out of every single shirt so it's just yeah it's cool and and the fact that we had on eric and got to talk to him and learn that his company is a hundred percent a uh, for profit. I'm not for profit, but for non-profit. non-profit. Yeah, and, and no one's taking salaries. They all have real jobs outside of the foundation that they have an income for. Because that was one of the things that was confusing me. And you know, he brought it up on the podcast that like he runs a training business and uh, coast coastline canines or yeah. canine coastline coast, coastline canine. Yeah, and they have multiple places. So it's just. It was a cool program and then it was incredible how like some of the posts how many times they got shared they got shared by huge accounts they got shared by small accounts they got shared by anyone and everyone like yeah. austin's initial posts i think within the first 24 hours had well over like 100 shares was in oh, yeah. like the 500s of likes it was just it was crazy like we had no idea it would be that big we met so many cool new people yeah, no, we so, definitely met a lot of really cool people. Um, and like I said, next year I think is going to be really fun because I think it's going to just blow up even more next year. Yeah, yeah that hundred percent, that hundred percent nonprofit was huge for me. You know, just seeing that or hearing about that on that podcast, like amazing. Like everything is going towards the the veteran. Yeah. Just like the yeah, movies. I mean, mm-hmm. because we've heard of like other like we talked about in that one, we've heard about other companies like you say like Wounded Warrior, yeah. you know, who's you know oh you know they're a, they're a nonprofit, but then you hear about all these stories about where all the money really went to, you right. know, and you never really know where your money's going when you donate to a huge organization, you know, 
Whereas, yeah. you know, like a small organization like them, you know, you can actually reach out to somebody and ask them and they'll be like, this is where your money went, this, this, and this, you know, compared to like, oh, I don't know where it went. Yeah. And and honestly, like, I'm just going to say I have beef with, with Wounded Warrior Project. I, I'm alumni through uh, LaunchStool, like their TBI mm-hmm. center. I get all their emails. They they check on me. They gave me a cool little package and shit. They gave me clothes. They would send me stuff every once in a while. But when we reached out to them when I was in Alaska trying to do fundraising for our Wounded Warrior team up there, they refused to be a part of the program. They've refused every single hockey organization that's reached out to them. That's why... I say it's Wounded Warrior Hockey, but the reality is um, everyone calls it Warrior Hockey because the Wounded Warrior Project has zero to do with any of those hockey programs, which in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I guess we kind of covered the 22 challenge. We should probably get into some weekend adventures and we're going to start off with Austin. What did you do? Nothing like usual. Okay. I've been busy focusing on business stuff. What'd you do the past two I, weeks, Rob? Now nah, let's talk about Brewers first. Let's see. What <laughs> oh, you're okay. We'll get into my shit because my shit's really long. You did a lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, this weekend, let's see. Yesterday, I painted my deck, um, which mm-hmm. was which is a big task. It's fifty-four feet by eighteen feet um, right. deck, and that, so it took some time. Uh, I bought some more stuff for the house this morning. Did a little virtual tailgating, which I do every week with some friends, you know, from back home, and they're scattered throughout the country, and one's in China. <laughs> but uh, that was that's a lot of fun every week, you know, just to reconnect with friends like that. You know, we all love football, so we usually do it before like the Bills game. And then uh, other than that, just watching football all week, all all day today. Yeah. How did the Bills do? They won 40 to 0. Jeez. Jesus. Go yeah. Josh Allen. That, that's yeah. a huge, that's a huge score. <laughs> yeah, it was against Houston. Houston's not that great. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I have like one or two players from that team. I want to say that uh one of them was like a Vikings wide receiver that just went oh, over yeah. there. I can't think of his name. Diggs. I can't think of his name right now. Diggs, yeah. yeah, I have Diggs on one of my teams, and I was excited to pick him up like late in the draft. So, okay, so it sounds like your send it Saturday consisted of painting. Your yeah. Sunday was virtual uh, football, and actually getting to watch you know your Bills do well, and now you're representing your Sabers, which are probably not going to do good this season. Let's just be honest. They're not. They're not. They're they're looking horrible. Maybe even worse than last year because Eichel's not going to play at all. So, <laughs> oh geez, Eichel's the uh, the uh, goalie. No, he's a center. He uh, he came out the same year as he was the number two pick right after the guy from Edmonton Oilers. I can't think of his name at the moment, but uh, David McConnor. Yeah, yeah, he was like the second right after him and great player, great captain. They took his captain away from him this year and he's they put him on IR, couldn't pass physical. So they, mm-hmm. they just don't want him playing for him anymore. They're try they try to trade him. 
It's sad. He's a great player. He's always good for Buffalo. They're kind of, I don't know. <laughs> Rebuild. Yeah, that's, it sucks when stuff like that happens. And the NHL will make it completely obvious to, like, I, I was pissed off with the whole uh, flurry thing. Um, Andre Flurry. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That was kind of annoying with what they did. Like, from his perspective, he found out through Twitter that he was traded and didn't even know that he was going to the Black Ops. That's super fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, like, everyone, you know, yeah, Vegas is only, I think this is their fifth season. So, like, they don't have, like, a huge background. But it's just been consistently them going back between him and uh, Leonard uh, in the playoffs, which, you know, sometimes I thought it was good to put him in, but also sometimes I feel like you should go with your starting goalie, who's your supposedly your franchise goalie. And, you know, Vegas didn't lose those games because of goaltending, like in my opinion. I felt like the goaltending was good from both goalies and then to just get rid of them. I don't even know who they who they picked up. I, I was watching on Instagram, like one of their goalies warm up, but I, I don't know who it is. So, we'll see. But I'll be able to go to Vegas games. They're only like four hours yeah. away from me. Yeah. One, one of these times like, you'll go there. You're on the south side of the canyon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. On the south yeah. So yeah, definitely not far at all. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy, little. Uh, so, so first, so before before we get into that, Rob, let's go over your your weekend adventures. What did you do the past two weekends? So, as you guys and gals know, we did not do the podcast last week. Uh, this is this is the first time I think we've ever skipped a week of not doing the podcast. Yeah. Our last podcast was when you and I were together in Montana, and a lot yeah. of things have happened since then. <laughs> So I was in Wyoming for the following week. And then that last weekend, Sunday, Mm -hmm. so literally a week from uh, today, I started my drive down to Rifle, Colorado. And then from Rifle, Colorado, went to the, I can't think of it. Monument Valley. Thank you. Monument Valley, (laughs) which was, which was epic insane really pretty it was really weird because it's in arizona but the hotel i was staying at was on the border of utah and arizona and then i want to say like the majority of my drive down from there even like being over the state line the time zone wouldn't change like it it was still registering as as like wyoming time because arizona's fucking weird and they don't Mm -hmm. change times but the northeast is on like Wyoming time, which was really fucking weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand that because I was definitely in Arizona. And at a certain point, Austin and I were like talking on the phone on my road trip. And I'm like, what time is it there? He's like, it's 3 30. Uh, or no, no, you were telling me what time it was in on California time or Pacific time. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm still an hour ahead of you. Like, how is that possible? Like, I've been in Arizona for the last like two and a half hours driving. So, but it was it was a really cool trip. Uh, little Ally, who's behind me in her cozy cave, <laughs> had a lot of fun. 
We got to get out, see a bunch of things, take tons of pictures, tons of videos. I did not really run Save Our Six for the past couple of weeks. It was Austin and Sam that was replying to a lot of DMs and reposting shit. So thank you to you guys and gals. Um, Always just babysitting guys. Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, like, <laughs> all right. So since we do talk about mental health, I think it's important to not... I think it's important for our listeners to understand a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. My move down was, was emotional and hard. I knew that I was making a really good career decision, but on the way down, like I was consistently calling Austin, I was consistently calling my parents and I was reaching out to some other close friends of mine because I, I was having like panic attacks and just freaking out. Like I just left everything I knew in wyoming my girlfriend had dumped me like a few weeks before that so that was fresh on my mind and i was concerned about ally who's sleeping behind me because (laughs) it was going to be it's going to be a big adjustment for her she was going to go back to working in an office where i'm working 10 hour days and you know how was she going to interact with my coworkers? how was she going to interact with other dogs so like the trip down was beautiful and out here has been beautiful and it's been incredible and if anyone's following uh, stories on my my personal page you guys have seen it but you haven't seen it like mike you were saying something earlier or today i think you're like that's so beautiful i'm like dude you gotta come see it like it's yeah it's so much more in person like it's just the camera doesn't capture what you can actually see it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy out here so yeah, I've been there a yeah, couple so, of times, but your pictures were amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it, though, too, is is the phone technology has come up. Like being able to record in high definition at a wide angle is is a game changer. Like the the quality, and I also noticed that that video does automatic stabilization because, like, I'll toggle sometimes between videos on Snapchat. First of all, the quality is terrible in comparison. And second off, like the phone will bounce around where it kind of looks like it glides through things I'm actually doing. And I can promise you when I'm going down a mountain or going through shit, the phone <laughs> is like this and shit. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's incredible. And Austin, when, when we were together in, mm-hmm. in uh, Glacier, like your, yeah. your phone, like we came to the conclusion that your phone was taking way better portrait pictures i mean like the, yeah. the post that you did on save our six day was yeah. from your camera we we did probably 99.9 percent of all the photos that were taken on that trip were done Me. off of your camera <laughs> so yeah yeah we i mean we took like 400 photos while we were there so yeah it's it's absurd there's so many and you know i was the, the perfect little model because i was throwing <laughs> on I was throwing on stuff for Vigil and Humble, Save Our Six, Fight Like Hell, just because like we felt like we should get some some photos in. That way we have content, and yeah. you know, it was awesome. That was first time together, but yeah. So the move down was exciting, emotional, scary. Um, if you guys, I almost want to like, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but like part of me wants to read the thing that I wrote just to give an idea of what I was like I mentally care. going through. All right. Well, how about this? 
Mike, I want to get off talking for a sec because I've been blabbing. Mike, let's let's talk <laughs> a, a little bit about you while I find the post. And what I want to preface this with is this is Mike's second time on the podcast. If you want a very detailed version of his backstory and you know why we had him on the podcast before, and he's definitely fight like hell material, please go listen to episode 17. Is that correct, Austin? Correct. Yeah, because Mike went into great details on his background and, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself though. If someone's brand new to the podcast and didn't hear the episode and kind of wants to get an idea of what they could hear. Yeah. So the, the episode I was on, I kind of talked about my, uh, career in the army, you know, um, deployment to Iraq and when I got out of the army, just getting into the nursing profession and became a registered nurse and then continued to go through school, got my bachelor's and then master's and now I'm a nurse practitioner with, you know, specialty in psychiatry. Um, so I made the move from Pennsylvania to Wyoming to take a job with the VA, which is something I've always wanted to do, you know, give back to veterans, you know, give back to the people I serve with. And so far it's been excellent. Like I, I just love working with the veterans, um, you know, in mental health and just reaching out. I also work with the homeless population too in Northern Colorado and Southern Wyoming. So I'm out on the road half the week, you know, going to where the homeless veterans are, whether they be in a shelter or they're in a, in an apartment through, you know, HUD bash or on the streets. So, um, just great to be able to, to reach out to them, to get them the care that they need, you know, especially with the homeless, it's hard for them to get to, a VA. So mm -hmm. it's been really great so far. Um, Wyoming's great. I love the weather here. I love the fact that it's sunny on almost every <laughs> single day. That's huge for mental yeah. health, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I've never lived in the Pacific Northwest, but I have a feeling it's probably cloudy a lot, <laughs> you know, from what, I mean, it rains so much up there. So I mean, it's to not me, too bad like, over here. Yeah. <laughs> But to me, like it, that's something important for me for my own mental health is the atmosphere, the environment means a lot to me. You know, like it really affects me. So being in a sunny state is very helpful, even though it gets really freezing here and cold. I did the same in Pennsylvania, so I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's so Wyoming uh, gets, I think, close to like 300 to 315 days of sunlight yeah. annually, which is, which is incredible because even, even during the winter time, which you're getting ready to experience out there, it gets cold, it gets windy. It's kind of shitty, but there's a lot of days that it's just sunny, sunny yeah. as fuck. And like yeah. that you're, you're getting natural, you're getting nitro, natural vitamin D from mm -hmm. the sun, which is great for yeah. mental health and it helps raise Absolutely. correct me if i'm wrong in this since you're like a doctor and shit but like doesn't that like increase your like serotonin or oh yeah it, right yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. like it, you know you need those essential vitamins to properly function you know to to boost all those neurons you know norepinephrine dopamine serotonin you know most likely it probably affects dopamine more than anything else Okay. So I have a personal question for you only if, if you're inclined to answer it. Um, and maybe it might help some of our users. 
users. I'm thinking fucking <laughs> IT. Oh my god. Oh my I was god. Thinking, I, I, I was thinking more like <laughs> drugs, but oh yeah, okay. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, listeners, not users. Oh my god, I just work onto the podcast. You know, I'm working if I'm actually talking about work on the podcast. How many users do we have on here, Rob? Um, I, I'm gonna need oh you to god. create some new passwords. Um. <laughs> no, uh, so. What I was going to say is, Mike, with what have you been doing for resilience towards getting your, your family out here? Like, I know that you had a son visit. I know it's been challenging, um, probably a little bit emotionally for you being without your wife this long. So, like, if there's someone out there that's listening right now that might be on a deployment or maybe they're separated from their family because of work-related um, incidents, what what have you been doing to like get past it and you know what's a, some advice that you can give to some of our listeners yeah so it's really easy to uh get kind of down you know when you don't hear from your wife or your kids you know for a couple of days and it's because they're busy like they have lives too like my wife works she's a registered nurse and she has been working a lot of hours dealing with you know covid um working a lot of overtime she can never get out work on time so and then there's also like a two hour you know difference in time so like being able to connect on a daily basis isn't always gonna happen but uh so it's really easy to kind of when you're isolated to kind of get down and and then you start like binge watching netflix and that's not good for your mental health either but it happens we're, we're gonna it. talk about that you know no, it's okay <laughs> I've definitely done that, but uh, I think the most important thing is to reach out, like to talk to someone face to face um, or by phone if you have to. But like the thing with the virtual um, tailgating I do with my friends, like it, it's a great time. Like it's not, we're not together, but we see each other on, mm -hmm. you know, on video and we talk about old times. And just reaching out to someone every day is very important. Um, you know, old friends, you know, friends you haven't talked to in years. Um, I still keep in touch with guys I served with 20 years ago, um, which is amazing. But that's the most, I think that's the most important part is, you know, reaching out, talking to people, not texting, like that doesn't count. It has to, you have to hear their voice and even better if you can see them in person or by video. Definitely focus on what you're eating, you know, being alone. It's really easy to eat out every night, but you can't right, do or, that, or, you know, delivery. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. So, you know, I, I still have my, uh, butcher box subscription coming here. So I'm eating some really good, you know, protein and, you know, make sure you get the veggies in, you know, it's really important exercise, <laughs> getting out, walking at least for, you know, 45 minutes, 30 to 45 yeah. minutes every day, you know, that helps. And, yeah. Like you, you know, said, the, getting out and get, getting get that sunshine. Getting that sunshine. Definitely. Definitely. So the 22 uh, miles, 22 pounds definitely helped with that, you know, getting out every single day. I didn't go very far each time, but at least a half hour walk with it, you know, and that definitely yeah. helped. Um, and then sleep, you know, it's really, really easy when you're down or, you know, isolated to, to not sleep well. So you just got to be persistent and, you know, discipline 
yourself to getting that sleep. All those are good ingredients for resilience. Um, not easy to do, especially alone. Um, but it's doable. Like you can do it. You just got to fight like hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and another thing, like I, I wanted to add, um, that you did during this time frame. you know, you, you reached out to me a couple of times and, you know, you FaceTimed with me one time, you invited me to come down and stay with you. You invited Allie and like, he picked me instead, but it's okay. No, I know, I know. (laughs) I picked a location. I picked a location. Oh, oh, okay. It was yeah, that location definitely topped mine. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, like the last time I was down there, I was down there with her, and like I just like it was it was a lot, and it's I just think it's incredible when um you know I, I do this a lot with Save Our Six, and all three of us you know, have our own personal lives that we, we battle things that, you know, bother us. And, you know, you're out there by yourself getting by and being an advocate for both of our companies, being an advocate for the veteran community directly. And there's been several times where you've reached out to me and wanted to see if I was doing okay. And like, that just, it means a lot because you're obviously going through your own shit and struggling and you're concerned about the people that you care about, which obviously is, you know, me, Austin, our companies, and just, it means a lot. So uh, I want to thank you publicly. Like, I appreciate you, Mike. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) we, you know, become friends and I think that's just what you do. You know, it's. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are listening on audio. So you don't see me like (laughs) crying. I mean, it's, I mean, emotional Rob over there. Jeez. I think it's like every three episodes I'm crying about something. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, cause you're drinking. Uh, I am drinking actually. I, I had, so, uh, I am drinking a new scotch from, how did we pronounce it again? Austin? You say it, Rob, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Try to pronounce it, Rob. Balvini. Bal- yeah, Balvini. 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 Yeah. So, so th- this one is a sweet toasted American oak, and it's a single malt Scotch whiskey, and it's quite delightful. So, yeah, talk talk about that, yeah. Rob. How's the alcohol prices over there? So. As people know that listen to this podcast, I occasionally enjoy Angel's Envy, which is like a $60, $70 bottle of whiskey, which in my opinion is not that high priced considering it's it's excellent whiskey that you can like sip. When I went around Flagstaff on Friday, oh yeah, so I don't have like any real grocery stores or real stores here. (laughs) The nearest like city to me is an hour and a half away. We well, yeah, have live in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I do live in the Grand Canyon. Yes. Well, well yes. So <laughs> I went to Flagstaff with Allie the other day and did some shopping and supplying up. And one of the things my coworkers talked about were like, we should get some whiskey or some scotch and drink it on Saturday for your, your welcome to the team party. So the first store I went into, Angel's Envy was like $70. I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's expensive as hell. 
I'm not buying this shit. Go on with my day. And throughout the day, like I was stopping at gas stations, I was stopping at other places, and occasionally, like you'd see a liquor store. So I'd pull over and see if they had it. Most places didn't have Angel's Envy or the Bel- Balvini, Belvini, whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. <laughs> so I would just move on to the next. And then finally, like it's getting late. Like the sun's already down. I need to consider going back. It's like eight o'clock at night. I still have an hour and a half drive home and there's tons and tons of fucking elk and deer out here so i didn't want to hit anything on the way back so the last place i go is rated as the highest rated liquor store in all flagstaff so i'm like this is a no-brainer go there they wanted a hundred and thirteen dollars for angel's envy and i laughed at the girl and she's like what's funny i'm like you guys are overcharging by like 40 or $50. This is absurd. And she's like, but that's our alcohol price. And we have like taxes and stuff. And I was like, no, I was at a store earlier. And it was definitely like 70 bucks. You're just ripping people off. And she's like, do you want anything then? Like she thought I was being rude and wasn't going to buy anything. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying like, this is insanely overpriced. Like I'm not going to buy this, but you know, can I look at those scotches? And then she brought down my favorite one by the company name that I can't say. It's uh, casted in a Caribbean rum barrel. They wanted $109 for that. And it's normally like 70 or 80 bucks. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like, all right, what's the prices on the other three? And the one that I hadn't tried yet, which is this one, was $83. I'm like, okay, that's probably like $10, $20 over cost. I can't come back empty handed. Fuck it. Like, I'm just, yeah, give me that. And she's like, I thought you were going to buy anything. I thought you were just being rude. I'm like, no, I was flabbergasted at the fucking prices you told me. I'm like, I I came in here intending to buy whiskey or scotch, but I was appalled by the fact that you guys are charging that much. So, yeah. So, fuck that place. I'll never go back and buy from them. But I wonder if I can ship alcohol to, um, Arizona. I know so yeah, I, I I know I couldn't ship it to Wyoming. I looked it up once. I'm I'm looking up the cost of Angel's Envy. Well right I now. can well I know I can get Angel's Envy in California for like forty five dollars. Forty four dollars. Yeah. Right here, seventy nine. Yeah, I can get it for like forty uh, bucks in California. Wow. Yeah. So when she told me it was like a hundred and something dollars, I'm like, you're fucking high. Like, that's insane. They have a and mule tax. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Allie, Allie, met, Allie met some mules today. It freaked her to fuck out a little bit. Like, she met some mules. We did uh, 1.5 miles down into the canyon, which is not even close to the bottom. It's literally like less than a an eighth of the way, I think, or something like that. I think whatever the math is. So it's six miles into the canyon to the bottom, and then you can come back. And it turns out to be like a 13-mile hike. Most people do it as like an overnight or go down there for a couple of days and then come back. Whereas Allie and I just wanted to get out, test it out a little bit. We went down a mile and a half to the first ranger station and went back. So it was cool. But yeah, we saw mules and Allie kind of was like freaked the fuck out by them. So 
Yeah. I also got an argument with a lady about <laughs> dogs on the trail. So here's the thing. Anyone that's listening to this, when you address someone who has a service dog, you're entitled to ask that person, is that a service dog? And if you're a place of business, you can ask what type of services can it perform beyond that? You're not supposed to really say anything else. that's personal. Uh, you're not supposed to be judgmental about it. And you are supposed to, unless it's an endangerment to the animal, like there are places that have a zero pet policy. Like there's canyons and stuff that like no dog can do. Or like I tried to take Allie on a, uh, a Ferris wheel one time and they're like, yeah, zero pets allowed on the Ferris wheel, which makes sense. But if you're a place of business or you're just some fucking dipshit hiker who doesn't work at the parks, don't fucking come up to me and tell me that my dog's not allowed there. Cause I, I got in an argument with a lady today going probably five minutes into the hike. Some lady, like I could hear in the background, like way behind me, no dogs allowed in the parks. So I yelled back, Correction, no pets allowed in the park. This is a service dog. No, no dogs, even service dogs aren't allowed. I'm like, well, you're incorrect. So this lady like hightails it to catch up to me and starts telling me that I can't have her here and that she's going to report me. Little did she know a couple things. Uh, before I left on my hike, one of my neighbors who's behind me, behind this wall right here, is a park ranger. And she suggested that before I went to call dispatch out here and give them a heads up that I was going to be on the trail because the trail that I was on is the most popular trail in the whole entire park. And no dogs are allowed, but service dogs are allowed and mules are allowed. Those are the only two animals that are allowed on the trail. So she's like, why don't you give them a heads up? Because I can guarantee you people are going to give you shit or they're probably going to call it in on you and it'll just make your life easier. So when this lady's arguing with me, I'm like, honestly, like I looked at my phone. I'm like, we have service right now. Why don't you call? Call me in. Call me in. Because I can guarantee you if you call them, they're going to tell you a couple of things. They're going to tell you that I called them to double check that she's allowed on this trail. And two, that I actually work for the park services. So you're like really bothering me. And she's like, my husband is blah, blah, blah. And he's best friends with this uh, park ranger. And we're going to report you. And I'm like, take my name. My name's Robert blah, 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 because I don't like saying my last name on the podcast. And uh, I'm like, yeah, asshole, Robert asshole. <laughs> I'm like, report us. I do it. Like, I don't care if you report us. I'm allowed to legally be here with my dog, but I can tell you something. I don't want you harassing me anymore. Like you can pass us because you obviously got some place to go. You're obviously upset about this, but I'm not going to continue this conversation with you. And she got all butthurt and like walked on. But those Karens yeah. seem to follow you. <laughs> yeah, I think I've talked it's about it. It's gotta be annoying. Like like it, it's happened to you quite a bit. Like it's gotta be hard, you know, dealing with that all the time. And like boom, first well, like week in Grand Canyon. It's like and I work here. <laughs> yeah. And and I I wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have gone to that length, but my heart rate was like through the roof. I was getting super anxious. She was yelling at me. Allie was like, who the fuck is this? We're literally walking down a trail where there's hundreds or thousands of feet of drop off. And I have this lady 
badgering me to my left where she is safe and Allie and I could fall off a fucking cliff. So like, I just, I did not like the conversation. I didn't appreciate it. I tried to address it, but it's like one of those things too, where you know how like when people are upset about something and they throw out what their belief is on it Mm -hmm. and they don't back down, she wasn't backing down. I wasn't backing down at that point, but I also knew I was right. And Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, it's one of those things that, and this, this happened uh, last year at Rocky mountain national park. uh, When I was with Phil, I had some lady come yell at me after I had passed a park ranger and asked if that was a service dog and said, okay, cool. Have a nice day. I had some fucking lady chase me out to my car and say, Hey, just so you know, next time, no dogs allowed. I'm like, you're correct, but you're, you're slightly off you know it's no pets allowed she's a service dog and she literally looked me up and down and said i don't see anything wrong with you therefore that can't be a real service dog and phil flew off the handle for me and basically defended me and she's like you have no idea what he's been through he's a fucking combat vet this is his service dog you need to chill out and immediately the husband came up put his arm around karen i mean sally but (laughs) and basically he said hey like we're really sorry and walked his wife away and told her to go to the car and he apologized and he's like thank you for your service he's like i'm really sorry and what it comes down to is like i was talking to someone that i'm talking to out out well she's technically not out here i was talking to someone that i'm talking to (laughs) yeah we'll get into that story later rob no, we're not. <laughs> no girlfriend talk or like dating talk anymore for Rob on the podcast, unless I'm married. Anyways, uh, that's coming. I think serious. it comes okay. down. Yeah, I think it comes down to the fact that I have all my my you know ligaments. You know, like mm-hmm. that I look like I'm in good shape. That I'm a hiker. That I don't know. Like it's it's super fucked up because like people don't know what you know people are going through and Uh all of us sit here and look like we're well together yet we have our own little issues that we deal with daily and Allie's here for me for a possible life-saving purpose and Mm. it's super frustrating when I go places and and like you know for a long time I kind of wish that like you know when I got blown up or you know when I got shot at maybe I would have you know got hurt to the point where I would have lost an appendix or, right. you know, had an injury that's, and I think, that's visible. Yeah. Like I said, and I think most of it is because people, you know, abuse the word service dog, you know, mm-hmm. people, people bring their animals in, but, oh yeah, this is a service dog when it's really just their pet, you know? Yeah. So it's been, it's been abused so many times that like people are just standoffish about it. Whereas people like you who have the real service dog for a real reason, they still think, oh, well, he's just, it's just his pet. He doesn't really need that, you know, because so many people have abused it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And they're not only for mental health, you know, there's a lot of problems that you can't tell. You can't tell if someone has diabetes. You can't tell if someone has a seizure disorder. I mean, you have a service dog for both of those problems. Yeah. And I mean... And definitely for mental health, it's definitely acceptable. You know, that dog has a task to do if something goes wrong, you know, and to save 
that person. People need to stay in their yeah. lane. <laughs> yeah. And, it's not how this road works like, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but yeah, and, and Allie's trained for, for seizures and she's trained for my nightmares as right. we've discussed multiple times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So like she has a service yeah. and you know, 90% of the times if I have to tell what she does, it's usually seizure related. But, if you had a seizure on yeah. a trail, Karen would probably just walk right by you. <laughs> yeah. He's faking it. Get off the yeah. trail, you druggie. Yeah. 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 You're way too drunk to be on here. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Huh. Well, I feel like we covered whatever yeah. we were covering there. <laughs> uh, well, so, we move, we, so that's fine. That we'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. That was your weekend. <laughs> that was a very long weekend so yeah we'll move on to the next thing so the next thing i wanted to talk about that's been huge like blown up recently that me and brewer both watched was squid game oh yeah and that's been like something that is insanely just super trendy right now uh, and i'm not gonna spoil anything what is it what I'll is t- it yeah For i'm not someone who so, hasn't so what it is is it's a South Korean based show, and so they get these people who have like lots of debt or like owe people a lot of money, and they and they ask them to if they want to play a game to win lots of money, but they don't. What they don't know is if they lose, they die. Like if you lose, you get shot. What? Yeah. So it's a super it's, it's weird. A TV- yeah, it's a TV series. Yeah, it's on Netflix. No shit. The, ne- the number one most watched like show on Netflix right now, and since like Tiger King. Yeah, it's great. It's a great one. It's um, easily did you stream in one day. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I first watched it because I was like I was looking for something to watch, and I was like, well, it's number one on Netflix. It should be. It has to be good, right? So I watched it, mm-hmm. and I was like. At first, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why? And then, like, I couldn't stop watching it. Like, yeah, it's, the... it's really good. Like, it's really, yeah, it's... It's slow it's to just... start, though. Just get Definitely. Just commit to it, and then you'll, you'll yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure out my internet out here. I'm literally using... A well, I mean, it's working now. <laughs> it's working now, but, like, I only get, like, 100 gigs a month or something like that. So yeah, I'm assuming he doesn't have actual consumed. internet. He has mobile. He's on, uh, you know, a jetpack. So it's yeah. a mobile internet. <laughs> Let's go, IT guy. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting on Starlink at this point. <laughs> yeah, waiting on Elon Musk. Come on, Elon Musk. Hurry up. Yeah, come save me, dude. Can you still access internet with a telephone? Is that still a thing? Wait. What are you talking like, about? Oh, dial up? Dial, dial up. up, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's dial up. Yeah, there's dial up. There's a satellite. You can get, uh, you can get like two megabytes per second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the nice thing is, though, the, the park uh, recently just upgraded all their cell phone towers in the, the living areas and the lodging areas. So a lot of the park that's I guess populated or touristed—that's not even a word—but touristy, I guess, is uh, 
5G. So I'm getting 5G at my, I almost said hotel, my apartment, and I should have <laughs> it's it. It's kind in of my a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's weird because they won't, my options are right now use the jetpack, which I'm using. I just added a line to my cell phone and we were testing it earlier. What was my down? It was in between like 35 to 40 or something like that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you had, no, your up was 35 to 40. I thought. I think on the second test, it was like 40 down. So like, let's just take an average. Like, well, let's just say it's about like 32 down. Let's yeah. just say, and then up on one of them was like 57 and the other, it was like 20 or something like that. Yeah. Which is absurd. Well, one, Cause usually well, one of them was trying to come from LA. Yeah, <laughs> it was trying to be California. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And one was coming from Phoenix. It's just, so it's either use this, which I'm going to test out for the next like 27 days. Cause if I don't want it, I can return it for under 30, <coughs> excuse me, under 30 days. Or my other two options are wait on Starlink, which is a hundred dollar deposit on $500 of equipment. And it'll be satellite driven by Elon Musk and his, uh, his company <laughs> whenever they decide to re release it, according to what I was reading today and, or the stuff that you were looking up to Austin mm -hmm. sounds like by the end of this year, they should have it, but they've also yeah. been saying that since the beginning of this year. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah. They, so they meant, to, they meant to end it next year. <laughs> and then my, uh, my two other options are do satellite, which um, is like DSL speeds, or the last option is, I think it's like called Hue Link or something like that. It's a company I've never heard of. And they have mandatory two-year contracts. So I could get decent internet, like 50 down, which is more than enough than what I need because I don't really game that much. And honestly, if you're getting more than 20 megabytes, like you can you can do a lot of things. Like you can stream, you can have a podcast, shit like that. And I don't know if I want to sign a two-year contract and pay for something in case I move within the next year or two because... This is all a testing ground if Rob is going to stay here forever or not. So, uh, and I'm, I'm taking applications for, for girlfriends again. So hit me up on the DMs if you want, as Don't some of you it. have. It's a trap. Don't <laughs> yeah. do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. It is definitely a trap. Don't hit me up on the DMs. It's not worth it. So, but anyways, um, back into the Squid Game, something I wanted to bring up is, so apparently Netflix is being sued right now by the South Korean broadband firm for a traffic surge. Basically their equipment wasn't ready to handle all the surge that they're getting from everybody watching Squid Game. So they went from they went from like averaging like 50 gigabytes a second of like traffic to twelve hundred gigabytes per second in a matter of days. That's insane. So so their equipment is not like you know equipped to handle that much. They're like so they were suing Netflix for all their maintenance and upgrades they had to do. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, Netflix wow. would be the one to sue, I guess. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> if if they win, I mean, yeah. it's Netflix. They're probably like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I heard a guy had to change his phone number too. They used a real phone yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a business. It was a business. Oh okay. 
Yeah, it was a business phone number that they put on the actual back of the cards and people were calling it. And he got like 3,000 calls like an hour. That's insane. People calling that number. <laughs> I might have to download the series and watch yeah, it on it's, my it's tablet or something. Oh, man. Um, and, then, and then I just started watching Money Heist. Oh, I love it. I, I just started watching that. On a, I'm on like episode eight. It's pretty good. It's good. It's, it's good. Pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I think when COVID started, I I uh, binged the first four seasons of Money Heist. So I've been waiting for season five, and it came out yeah. last week. Yeah. And I got to episode five, and it said the next chapter will be out in December. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. I got to wait again. <laughs> right. That's how they get you, though. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, you know I started that and it's pretty good. Fuck you, Austin. Okay. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to say it on this podcast. Fuck you, man. Seriously. I've <laughs> given you like two or three really good series and you've ignored me deliberately multiple times. And don't watch them. I, don't I care. ask you for <laughs> No. Fuck you. Seriously. Have you ever seen Ozark? Oh, that's a good one. I love it. Yeah, a hundred. Love those arcs. This fucking oh. fucking dipshit over here, dipshit top left. Yeah, yeah, up <laughs> top left. That guy. I would say Ozark's one of the best. It like, literally it, is, dude. That's it like is in so line with fucking good. Dexter, Sopranos. Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Like I never it's saw up Sopranos. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair. But Breaking no, Bad, I agree. Like yeah, Dexter. And Ozarks, yeah. oh, Ozarks is good. You'll love that. It's so good, so good. Yeah, I've never watched it. And like, no, and this dickhead who's top left, <laughs> my co-host, supposedly my heterosexual life mate, this dipshit, right? Look, right over there. I'm pointing at that one there. Oh, that, guy. that one over there. That, that guy over there. That guy. Like he'll he'll get there. You go. Mike's pointing at him. There he is. Okay, everyone's pointing. <laughs> I have recommended that show at least six times in my head, which means I probably have done it 35 times because I forgot <laughs> the other 34. And he has never watched it, but he'll talk about other shows that people recommend. So fuck you, Austin. I didn't see anybody fuck recommended you. it. I just found it on Netflix. I'm I'm done with you. This is our final podcast. It's been oh. fun. I'm uh-huh. hoping for sure. another season to come out. I don't know if they'll make it. Dude, they they should they should yeah. like it's so good though. So if you haven't seen it, I won't watch, watch it. it. People, nope, don't do it. Okay, manifest. All right, That's let's another move. new one that I I watched the whole series. I heard about that one. Like the the people like disappeared or something like yeah. that, and then just show up. They've been missing for like four five or five years, years or something. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. That was popular on Netflix for a while. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. But yeah, I, I recommend Squid Game, definitely. All right, I'll watch it. And then, and then I got one for you guys if you have HBO. Um, I really liked Lotus. Wait, what was, what was it called? Oh, um, I know the Hawaiian detective. White Lotus. White, White Lotus. White yeah. Lotus. White Lotus was really fucking good. And it's only like six episodes. It, it starts off at like, it starts off at the end of the series. 
and you kind of think you know what happened and then you're actually like shocked at the end of the series like it's it's crazy it's really good that was I actually was listening to a different podcast and they were doing spoiler alerts on it or like spoilers on it. I was like, fuck, I need to go watch this so I can go back and listen to the podcast and see what they said about it. But strongly recommend White Lotus if you got I HBO. I won't watch that either. I don't, you know what? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike, would you like to start a podcast with me? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if he could put up we with you. I don't know if he could either. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think he right. wants the call at wee hours of the night or day or multiple times a day just to talk to you. Yeah. I definitely uh, appreciate the health and welfare <laughs> checks, but thank God you don't have to talk to me as much as Austin does. Rob knows when I when I'm going to bed, I'm not talking. He, he's experienced that. <laughs> Oh, see, yep. I'm the yep. I'm the complete I'm the complete opposite. If Rob calls me or texts me, I'll answer it no matter what the time is. Unless it's like four thirty in the morning and I'm wasted calling it. Yeah, but <laughs> I have talked to you at five o'clock in the morning once because you texted me like I need to talk. So I woke up and called you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. That that was uh, the night of my birthday. I think actually that was. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. We don't have to get into those details. Those are <laughs> shitty memories. We need Anyways, so next on trending news, um, I don't know if you've seen this, Mike, but um, Eminem opened up his own restaurant in Detroit called Mom's Spaghetti. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that, I thought that was cool. pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and he served, he actually was there and served the first 10 people. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good it's a good money move. <laughs> so it's a great money move. I thought I thought it was his mom that actually opened it, though. No, no, he opened it. It's just from his song. I know that. All right, keep talking about it because yeah. I'm pretty sure his mom actually opened it. Oh, I don't know if his mom's still alive. She is. <laughs> He's so confident about this. <laughs> So, uh, I haven't. I haven't really paid attention to him in years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just something cool that he's. I mean, done recently. Yeah. I mean, he's from Detroit, so. Eight mile. <laughs> yep. So he, you know, opened opened it up there to give back to Detroit. No. No. So he my, he actually opened it. You were yeah. correct. <laughs> like usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Like I said, the thing I was telling Rob is I don't even want to know what the, how long the wait was for that just to get in there. You know, you probably yeah, have to wait hours only, and hours and hours. They're only serving like three things too. Yeah, like they serve like a, a vegan dish of like spaghetti and meatballs. They serve a regular meatball and spaghetti, and then like just meatball or something. And like that, and then and then a spaghetti sandwich. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, I would not go somewhere just for spaghetti. I mean, people are just going there for him. Yeah, a hundred percent. I said that's what I told Rob is people aren't going there for the spaghetti. It's more just because it's Eminem's restaurant, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. he's gonna he's single handedly gonna bring back Detroit. Wow. I mean, I mean, honestly, if he if anybody could do it, it'd be him. Yeah, probably. I mean. <laughs> 
with the amount of money he has and the amount of money he's probably making off that restaurant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I now, mean, <laughs> go ahead. so, so let's get into two other things and then we're going to go into a couple of fun facts and ATI. Yeah. Um, so just because I'm positive that a lot of our listeners experience uh, sleep issues, I was listening recently to a podcast recommended by my buddy Talon, who's a firefighter out in like Los Angeles, San Diego area. And he was telling me, dude, you got to check out this uh, episode. And it had on the author from On Killing. I don't know if either of you have ever heard of that book or read it. Nope. Mike? No, I, I haven't. Okay, so the book was basically the understanding of war and how we created a generation of from World War II to present day soldiers not being afraid to like fire weapons and battle and actually kill people mm-hmm. and how the government allowed video games to be a big part of that that kind of like desensitized um our generations to actually being able to kill people. Whereas in World War II, you know, I'm not dogging on World War II Vietnam vets or anything like that, but it was common in like World War I, World War II for soldiers to just like shoot their weapon in a direction, but not actually at a person because it was still like very, mm-hmm. I guess, climatic to actually kill a person. Whereas right. and, now it's. And I mean, granted, there's still those people like today in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was going to be one of them. My first firefight, like before I went into it, and I've talked about it on the podcast, I mm-hmm. I was convinced that I was going to be one that like curled up in a ball and was going to be fucking scared to death. And yeah, like was not the case. However, like uh, I've also seen people fall apart on the battlefield. No, that's just him you know, today. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I just mean... fall apart and jump shit. Like mobs. I, I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I had any problem because they were shooting at me. Like, right? Well, yeah. and especially if you, yeah, grow I, mean, I definitely up saw it. people curl up, but you know, yeah. it's like I don't know. Like, I don't know how I did it. I just put that stuff away and react to what's going on. And right. Think about it later. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys are connected to us like blood. I mean, we fucking the infantry loves their their combat medics. I mean. You literally save our lives. I, w- I was talking about you before the podcast to uh, someone that I was talking to that shall remain nameless. And I know and, she uh, is. <laughs> anyways, uh, I'd hope so. <laughs> we, she was asking, who's your guest tonight? And, you know, she's like, what's his backstory? I'm like, well, we probably won't go into great details, but, you know, like one of the cool things about him was, him and I served at a similar, or actually at the same time at one point. Um, sorry if you guys hear Allie drinking water in the background. but um, So annoying. I know. She's so fucking <laughs> cute, though. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know. More beer. What are you drinking over there, Mike? Uh, the... One of my faves. Guinness. Guinness. Nitro. Is that what you, I, is that what you spilled at the beginning of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> They're pretty good. I, Just I, a little I, bit. Actually, 
I have a couple of those in my fridge, actually. Oh, I love them. I love them. The nitro makes all the difference. Yes, yes, it does. Nitro, yeah, nitro makes everything better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I mean, like, combat medics are an essential part of an operation for for any of the combat arms when you guys are attached to any of those units that are going to receive casualties. Why are you getting your box? Like, <laughs> you, you, you already ate tonight. Let's see if you guys can see us. Fuck it. <laughs> what are you doing, she's Allie? Like, she's like, I'm hungry. You already ate dinner tonight. She says, what do you think, Dad? Go lay down. She's she probably thinks it's morning. You know how like you take like a small nap and you think you just slept like 10 hours? <laughs> I think she thinks she woke up like the next day and it's like yeah exactly day. like it's like breakfast it's morning time dad <laughs> yeah anyways but so uh, back into your um Andy Andy Stump oh yeah yeah so Andy Stump <laughs> had on the had on the guy from on killing and he was talking about uh sleep is a critical aspect that's missing from both the civilian world, the military world, the police officer world, the psychology world, it's just something that's critical and needed. And one of the interesting things that I took from the podcast that I started incorporating into my life this week, uh, since I actually have to fucking get up early and go into work, which is <laughs> completely different for me, is you should not use your snooze alarm. You should actually set your alarm for the time that you have to get up at because what you end up doing is you do more damage to your body than helpful by snoozing. You're better off just having a set time to actually get up and start your day. So like if you're setting an alarm for seven, but you got to be up at seven 30 and you're snoozing two or three times, you're getting really distorted and really broken up, like fucked up sleep basically. So he was suggesting that you actually set your alarm for seven 30 and just fucking get up and go. And over time, I still hit snooze. Yeah, but you're you're a lazy piece of shit. So like, it's okay. Angie didn't watch Ozark, so like, fuck you. No, I'm not going We've to already talk. Mike, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> I agree with that I though. With the sleep though, like, um, just to show you an example, just because I'm afraid of waking up late, you know, I'll set up like a hundred. 100 alarms you know like jeez <laughs> but i always wake up on the first one but just in That's case good. i gotta keep setting it you know and yeah <laughs> Yo, I, like, I have 30 set just in case yeah but if i click snooze like i'd probably sleep through them all you know i i agree like you just get up and go <laughs> yeah yeah it sucks you have to get up but you get used to it and definitely feel better yeah Okay, let's get into some fun facts. I think we'll close out we'll close out the podcast with my little uh, story thing that I wanted to read earlier. So, okay, we got Austin. So, so I was watching on TikTok, and a couple of fun facts that I learned about the UK that I didn't know is apparently they have they have doors on every single room, including the kitchen and the living room. So like here in here in the United States, so like we have open floor concepts, like you know, but in the UK, they don't. Like it's just one hallway with doors, and then every single room has a door. 
in um in germany they had doors on quite a few things like to go into like the living room or whatever yeah that's just weird it is kind of weird so all right what well, else you they, got another thing is they have their washers and dryers in their kitchen like they don't have laundry rooms interesting like that's they, different they, than germany right it's just weird and then and then you know like in the bathrooms and kitchens they have two separate faucets one for hot water one for cold water where you were in germany mike right no okay i'm mistaking you for another beautiful bearded person probably (laughs) so that's just weird like how do you Mm. get warm water yeah (laughs) go to the warm sink they're they're right So yeah, but you have two separate faucets, one for hot water, one for cold. So all right, UK's, well, UK is just all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a that is the opposite of Wyoming. They probably get like three hundred days of no sunshine. Like it's <laughs> so bad out there. I think like eighty percent of the times I've visited there, I've been out there eight times. Because when I was living in Europe, it was always like a quick, cheap flight to go to like London or somewhere in the UK. Mm-hmm. Most of the times I went out there, it was just overcast and shitty yeah. or raining. So, yeah, I guess they need their separate something for I mean, hot water. Well, and then here's another thing: is so like their windows only open outward, outwards, like, and they don't have screens or anything. So if you want to open a window, you can no. have like a screen on your window like we do here. Dude. Yeah, that's a thing in Germany. And these June bees are June, June bugs. beetles, June bugs, and like yeah, big and bugs and crazy critters and mobs and shit mm-hmm. will come in our Go house. Ride it, yep. the you sleep with them. Yeah. No, it's terrifying. I hate it. I know, compared to like here where we have screens on every single window. It's a necessity. I know it's yeah. Like I said they're just fucked up over there apparently. It's messed up. We have a couple of listeners out there that are super offended by what you're saying. I'm not saying you guys oh, well. are fucked up. Remember, <laughs> my fucked up co-host is saying that you're <laughs> fucked up. We're fucked up for having screens and no doors on rooms and right. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah better anyway, so. <laughs> We're actually doing it wrong. <laughs> So okay, so so you guys want to go into ATI now? Let's go into ATI and then we'll close out with my little sad post. Okay, you read the first one, Rob. Why you gotta make me read? Like I'm on a fucking laptop. We'll get over it. Let's see if I. You gotta do something on this podcast. If you could open, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) If you could have one person narrate (laughs) you having sex, who would it be? All right. Mike first. Samuel Jackson. Okay. Okay. He's just in the same motherfucker the whole time. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. Deep. And this other he motherfucker. Would sell it. Like he would sell it. Like people would be interested. He would. He would. Who do you got? I was going to go with like Ryan Reynolds or either that or Morgan Freeman. I hate that we think the same because those are literally <laughs> the two people that I was actually thinking as well. I would go with Ryan Reynolds because I think it'd be fucking hilarious. Just and his narrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
His new movie, Free Guy, was actually really good. So shout out, Free Guy. All right, next question. Awesome, we got... What's the worst thing you have been thrown out of a bar for, Rob? <laughs> um, <laughs> I put this I question actually... on there just for you. <laughs> so I, I was in Miami one weekend, and I went to go see one of my old GMs that was a GM at a really popular nightclub. And I may have been intoxicated because like we Maybe. were drinking bottle service, bottle service that night. And I didn't have anything to identify that I was VIP, but I was supposed to be VIP. And I walked into the VIP area and pretty much told the bouncers to fuck off that like I was supposed to be here, which is not the polite way to do it. I should just be like, hey, like we're supposed as, to be here. I mean, Please. as someone who's been a bouncer before, Rob, you should know this. Yeah. Yeah, I egged them on, and they beat the crap out of me and my buddy um, Evan and threw us out the back door. And like, I thought they broke my ribs. They beat the shit out of me. I was drunk, and they threw my ass out the back door. And yeah, so that was probably one of my more fucked up experiences. What about you, Mike? Anything? No. No, just a good person. I don't have any bar stories or bar fights or anything like that, really. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Not that I could think of. Not that I remember, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I guess I do have a, a funny bar story. Um, my Late wife. On us. My wife. Uh, we were at a bar together before we were dating. And she had just broken up with a guy. So I tried to move in and she wasn't yeah. having it, but I blacked out. And the story goes, I kind of like elbowed her in the face and called her. A bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're married. And I guess I want to roll it out. I, <laughs> I don't you. remember it, but Marry me. That, story, that story's been told a lot. So, <laughs> oh my God, Mike. Yeah. That's how Rob's gonna pick up his next woman to elbow her in the face and then ask him to marry. <laughs> beat them, beat them into submission. Yeah, and literally like six Rob. months later, we were married. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the trick to longevity. <laughs> what about you, Austin? So I, I personally don't have anything. I was with somebody who well, I was throwing out of the bar with him. But actually, I was with a buddy, and he decided that he saw a hot chick, so he was gonna go up and smack her ass. And, oh no! And of course, and she was with her—I don't know if it was her boyfriend or husband at the time—and so of course, it, it it didn't go over very well. <laughs> no, of course it didn't. So we got kicked out, <laughs> and th th that's about it. <laughs> I. I've never understood that. Like working at the bars, that was something that I would commonly see, like guys like trying to grab the ass of some like uh, shooter girl or waitress. Yeah. And you know, security sees that. We're fucking you up and throwing you out. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just it's not appropriate. Like you don't know. Like you can I am all for the fact of like going up to a girl and trying to shoot your shot and like you know, trying to pick them up, even if your your game is weak or silly or stupid, whatever. But to actually if you, physically touch But it. if you have Allie, you, you know, you'll never lose. Yeah, no, Allie <laughs> has definitely helped me pick up some checks. That's for sure. Oh, man. 
She's definitely a good wing girl. I know. Right. When I was when I was with you at the bar, we had like four girls come up to you because all they wanted to see is Allie. <laughs> pretty much. They're pretty much. They're like, we're not here to talk to you. We're here to talk to your cute dog. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> all right. Next here one. Here we go. So I got fucked you up once stranded- in Okay, you are stranded on the desert island with your grandma. How long would it take to you to starve until you become a cannibal? All right, Austin. That's a hard one. So, yeah. So how long? How long do you have to starve until you eat your grandma? That's you first. What do you got? I know. Mm, I don't know. That's hard. I'm gonna go. I mean, you can you can theoretically, you know, go three weeks without food. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it like two weeks. <laughs> oh Jesus! Are you gonna like? Are you gonna knock her out, or like, what are you gonna do? I'll find a way. <laughs> find a way. Push her down something. <laughs> yeah, break her hip. <laughs> You're no good to us anymore, Grandma. You're consumable. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Well, in my world, Grandma passed away oh. while we we're waiting so but you know within those two weeks <laughs> um yeah i definitely couldn't kill my grandmother to eat her <laughs> but uh yeah if she passed away and like i was starving after a couple of weeks mm-hmm. i would probably resort to that what about yeah. you yeah um i'm saying like day two no i'm just kidding <laughs> rob's fucked up <laughs> no, Funky no like... first he's gonna punch um, you. first he's gonna punch you for a million dollars and then he's gonna kill you <laughs> uh no honestly like dead serious i would three days. i would try anything and <laughs> everything to for us to survive off of like sustainable food, like hunting, fishing, whatever possible to actually keep us alive. That way it didn't have to resort to that. And I think, I think it would have to actually come down to her actually dying for me to even consider it. Cause I just, I couldn't kill someone that to help raise me. I mean, like I'm, I'm really close to one grandma um the other grandma though definitely like three days <laughs> <laughs> no i i would probably wait it out and <laughs> if they weren't gonna make it or they died i would consider it all right next question would you would you rather have to tell your mom everything sexual you have ever done or have to show her your entire porn history I think I would rather show my porn history. Yeah, I would show my porn history, I think. My porn history isn't that fucked up. Yeah. I have a thing for, like, I like stockings. Like, I like lingerie. So, like, I'll, I'll search, like, lingerie, lesbians, or something like that. <laughs> and I don't think that's too fucking weird, I guess. Whereas, like, some people, like, what was the one that we were, we were talking about a few episodes ago? It's like remember. milking or something like that, or maybe no, I was listening to a podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. What what, what about, about you, you, Mike? <laughs> um, I guess probably porn history, but either one would probably be boring. 
<laughs> not much to show so <laughs> okay okay Austin, I bet you you're going to just uh, talk about your sex history because I have a feeling you have searched fucked up stuff. Oh, I, you know me too well, Rob. <laughs> yes, I do. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, okay. I think that that covers our ATI. I forgot to preface my mom to not listen to this part, but she might actually heard, by the way, mom, if you are listening is I would not kill grandma on our side. The other side, the grandma that we don't really like, she might make it three days, three days. He's a puncher for a million dollars and then he kill her neither. Just not my mom's side. I'm like, I really love that grandma. She's cool as fuck. Um, all right. I'm going to close this out by reading my post. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk about plugs and everything like that. So I made a post um, last week, Sunday, as I was laying in bed. And it was one of those things that I debated on posting or not. I asked my mom, I asked someone I'm talking to, and um, I asked April if I should post this. So I ended sure up posting it. Too, but okay. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did, but you <laughs> might have been sleeping. Said warning, sappy posts. Today starts the closing of one chapter and the beginning of a new one for Allie and I. We say goodbye to Wyoming and begin our road trip move to Arizona. Wyoming was a smart move for my career growth. In parentheses, I put, I also worked with some incredible people out here, but it took a major toll on my personal life. Leaving the military community behind in Alaska was one of the most hardest things I've ever encountered. I've never felt so alone and spent nights and days leaning on Allie, friends, and family. I've always attempted to stay busy out here with hockey and traveling all over the place to see a lot of Utah, Colorado, Montana, South Dakota, and what's NE? Nebraska, I think it is. Nebraska. And of course, yeah. And of course, Wyoming. Learning learning how to travel with Allie and I most of the times. I met some incredible kind-hearted people in Wyoming, such as Kylie was there for me. Uh, and she was my friend I needed in Riverton. She cooked me meals, watched movies with me together. I had a boss. Uh, I had a great boss. Uh, named Jack. He was stellar, who helped me with work, but would also check in on my mental health outside of work and treated me like military family. The last part, I can't close out this chapter without saying a special thank you to John, April, Lindsay, Aaron, and Sheridan. They they are family. They are family to me and Allie, and they adopted us out here. Many nights uh, and days uh, and weekends, holidays, laughs, drinks, meals, deep conversations. When the movers picked up my stuff a few weeks ago, they took Allie and I in without hesitation. I think the hardest part of today is going to be saying goodbye to them. As I'm writing this, I'm literally in tears thinking about it. I'm excited and a little scared to start my next journey. I will be working as an IT network manager in the Grand Canyon National Park. It'll be my first supervisory position 
within the IT and cybersecurity community. Arizona was my top, was a top three location for where I wanted to move and explore. We're excited and ready. Thanks for all my friends and family I acquired over the 2.4 years out here. Heart, Rob and Allie. And I posted that, like, just kind of like getting out there. My mom's like, you know, that's super personal. I don't know if you want to post that. I just said, fuck it and put it out. It had over <laughs> over 200 likes and 59 comments on it. Like it went berserk for for Facebook because, yeah, yeah, Facebook doesn't really go that crazy with stuff. So it's just interesting. And I think I got to, a couple people have messaged me, a bunch of people text me and, you know, said that that was just really me talking. And they think it's cool that I, I brought up the the mental health aspect of it and what it was like living out there and, you know, being nervous about my next journey. So thank you to all those who reached out and talked to me about it over the past week, I guess it was since I posted that. So, yeah, I guess uh, with that being said, Brewer, is there anything um, since we didn't even say it at the beginning that you want to plug, especially maybe your, your at sign? Yeah. So you can find me at OIF Brewer on Instagram. Um, I like to plug Educated Beards, which is a beard oil company that I'm ambassador for. Um, you can find them at, at Educated Beards. It's run by a Canadian uh, veteran. He was in Afghanistan and his wife is a holistic nutritionist. So all organic, um, safe, natural ingredients are in the oils and balms. And... Yeah. And if you yeah. could see this dude yeah. or have seen him, He's a beautiful man with a beautiful beard. You, you need to get to that level, Rob. You, you too, uh, Austin. The, yeah, it's never going to yeah, happen. No, no, dude, before the podcast started, I'm just going <laughs> to throw Austin under the bus a little bit it's here. Okay. He's got like fucking patches of shit. I'm like, dude, shave that shit before we start the podcast, please. <laughs> like, fucking grow yeah, or shave it, I, man. I can't. I just can't, can't grow it. I didn't grow a beard until I was like 32. So maybe there's hope for you. Maybe. Maybe. Does your dad have a beard? Well, no. Everybody in my house, everybody in my family is clean shaven. Okay. You just got to keep shaving that like patchy shit that you have there and maybe get with Mike and he'll teach you some things. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got to plug Austin for either Vigilant, Humble, Fight Like Hell or anything you got going on? Nothing right now. Yeah. Well, your your next big things in November, right? You're yeah, going to help do the that drive. <clears throat> yeah, I plan on doing. We plan on doing something in November, um, doing a fundraiser for Toys for Tots. Okay, um, cool. So, so we're yeah. gonna do a gonna do a big raffle. Um, we're gonna get a whole bunch of companies involved, um, give away some prizes to people, and then also raise money for Toys for Tots. So we're a hundred percent of the proceeds from the raffle. We'll go to buying toys for toys for dots that's awesome cool and then myself uh nothing get on saver six or fight like hell vigilant humble uh yeah we probably will plan something in october and then do something Just, in november as well yeah go get into his dms you know slander rob's dms <laughs> On my personal page, that way people can't fucking read it on Save Our Six. Like, there was do it on Save Our Six, so that way I can see him, and then I'll I'll message you back as Rob. 
Yeah, there there was someone that was like messaging me on there, and I'm like, you realize there's like three other admins that can see this shit. Like, you need to go somewhere else. So, yeah. So if you're gonna slide, slide into my personal. Yeah. Um, but that's it. And uh, Mike, thank you for coming on impromptu and helping us out. It's really good to see your beautiful face. We appreciate you. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. Yeah, maybe just stick around on YouTube. Yeah, this should go on YouTube. Yeah, you'll you'll finally get your video version of of a podcast. Uh, but unless you guys got anything else, I'm gonna wrap us up and close us out. Nope, I'm good. Okay, cool. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on the Fight Like Hell podcast. We missed you guys last week. We will try to be here every week for you, except for when Austin goes on his vacation in December. Oh, that's not uh, happening. Other... Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that kind of sucks, but at the same time, COVID. that's good for our listeners. All the COVID bullshit. So. Oh, okay. Well, you know what that means? That gives you a good reason that to I'm, come I'm out. Not, I'm not coming out. Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay, whatever. Mike will come out and see me. You you have, to, you have too right. many girls coming out to see you. I don't want to come see you. No, I, I don't. I have Allie. That's it. Mm. I'm alone out here. I'm alone. I'm alone. For now. Alone, alone. For now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Please go rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, write us a review, whatever you unfollow can do. Rob. You know, please don't do that. That's offensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. This was episode 34. Fight like hell. Mike, stick around. We're going to take a picture. We love you guys and peace. <laughs>